0: This is little sparkle, welcome everyone We all are teachers, we know it's hard To educate our kids and make them face real problems To put together our strength and give them all our knowledge My fellow friends, let's talk about it We are here to talk and make it better. Kids and mental health all matter. Little Sparkle, the podcast for educators.
1: I just want to say who I am.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. It's Julie Walker, your host, and today I have a very special guest.
1: Hi, my name is Jessica Brown.
0: Okay, and I've known Jess since uh, Citrus Ridge, uh, my Citrus Ridge days, which was, oh, geez, how many?
1: 16? 17? It was
0: after Xander, so it had to be 2018.
1: Yeah, oh, right. It was fall of 2018 yeah. because both of our boys were babies.
0: Yes. Well, your, your boy had just been born in May, mm-hmm. and mine was January, and mm-hmm. they're both, oh my Going gosh, to kindergarten. kindergarten. It happened so fast. I don't even know how we and got I here. Have an eye. Yes, so <laughs> it's so strange, so strange how it happened. I found I did not like the process as a teacher. I was like, "This is a lot," and I can see how maybe parents get overwhelmed getting their kid enrolled. I didn't realize it was so much paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm already starting to see as a parent versus as a teacher, and I think it's going to be very eye opening. So. To take into account for your kids
1: in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying, I know we always had those packets with all the fancy colored <laughs> papers. So you're saying there's more than that for kindergarten registration? Yeah, because
0: I had to bring in, like, proof of living here. And oh, even yeah. though yeah, he's right. going to a magnet school, right. and then I had to, like, no, I don't need bussing. Uh, they've already given me information about his uniform. My guy is still in, like, 3T, 4T little baby <laughs> clothes. I'm like, you guys don't even sell his size. <laughs> Yeah, so figuring all that out and then having to make sure he had a doctor's appointment within a certain amount of mm-hmm. t- a time frame, that was frustrating. And I did not have a printer to print all my stuff. So thank goodness I was able to send it into the office. But like, that was, it was just a lot. What do, what do people do when they don't have a printer at home? Because I know several people Most don't have of printers my at, home. Don't
1: have one at home.
0: So what do they do?
1: Hopefully, they have a teacher or a friend they can email uh, it to. I, I buy ink in my classroom, and I let my parents know through Dojo, hey, if you need something, let me know. I'll send it it home in their folder.
0: Yeah. We went to this system this year where our um, copier in the front office is attached to our computers, and so we send it to there, but then in order to print, you put in your, like, staff credentials, Mm -hmm. and it prints out whatever you sent there. That's what it was like when I was in Pasco. Oh, Okay. I would love it if, if it actually worked for me, but my printer is not actually connected to my computer. So that's been lovely. Struggle is real. <laughs> so I use a, a USB. Thank goodness we have those still mm-hmm. around.
1: We had, we had one team printer for a team of seven. Ooh. And let's just say most of the team did not get to use it before it all ran out of ink. Oh, I can only
0: imagine. Yeah. Fun stuff yeah so I want to give our listeners a fair chance fair warning um today's topic's gonna go pretty deep um and so if you you know trigger warning if you can't handle childhood abuse or talking about um signs or things thereof that has to do with childhood abuse, maybe this isn't your episode. I got plenty of other ones for you to go check out. Um, but we'll just go ahead and give that warning before we get started. So without further ado, (laughs) um, we are getting very personal today and, um, you know, I'll let Jess share her own story, but I think I want to, I want to just go ahead and be real and raw. And I've talked or I've shared a little bit about how, um, I was abused as a child but I never shared how closely that abuse was. Um, It was in my household and it was every abuse you can think of. And it started when I was, uh, geez, nine and ended when I left home at 17 and through no fault of my own. um, It's taken a long time to be able to kind of get over it. Um, And, You know, I've been having conversations just lately with my therapist and with friends where I'm like, I feel like my teachers failed me. And I see a lot of teachers scared because our hands are so tied. And there's so much that we can't do or we can't say or we can't this we can't that, that it makes it hard for us. It makes it hard as a teacher when you feel that gut feeling. And I know a lot of survivors of childhood abuse get that gut feeling you meet somebody Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell and um you know i'm just at a point in life now where i'm like i look back at how i was as a kid and what signs did i actually display because i don't know about you but i i was very quiet i was to myself i i still like to talk because like talking Mm -hmm. is my thing but um i wasn't a bad kid ever and I, I did nothing to get in trouble, ever. And
1: that's part of masking because mm. you were so terrified to make a mistake at home.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, because the consequences of coming home right. were going to be... Worse. Yes. And I I mean, you know, you hear students nowadays say, like, especially middle schoolers, my parents are going to kill me. I wouldn't even have said that. Mm. Because, because even... Saying that admits that there's something wrong going on, so I just was the the good girl that did what they were supposed to. And if I got in trouble, I probably cried, <laughs> but that was about it. I never spoke back, I never was throwing chairs. Could you imagine? I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have flied in my household. No, heck no. Um,
1: I was a little louder, uh, with the ADHD and. Being a daughter of a mostly deaf parent, Mm -hmm. I wasn't good at being quiet. Uh, I still can't be quiet, whether it's getting up in the middle of the night to use the restroom or whatever. Um, But I acted out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I definitely had a lot more going on emotionally, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't allowed to act out at home. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to keep it all under wraps when I was at home, because I couldn't tell my parents at the other house that my dad Mm -hmm. and my stepmom... I wasn't allowed to say anything because of threats. Um, I didn't really say what had gone on as a child. We'll go back to that, I guess. But um, <laughs> I did act out at school. I had fits. I had anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I didn't know what this was when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, but now looking back, that's exactly what it was. I'd become overwhelmed or overstimulated or too many people had been coming in on me at once or and it would trigger some type of reaction.
0: See, and I, I feel like I wasn't... Um, triggered into reactions, but I did start having panic attacks not very long after the abuse uh, escalated. I started having panic attacks, but it coincided with I was going to be going to middle school the following year. So it was very much played off as, oh, she's just having panic attacks because Mm -hmm. next school year is going to be different. And then when the panic attacks escalated at home, again, it coincided with you know, oh, she's going to be going to high school next year. You know, she's got these changes going on. And um, so those, it happened to just be covered very well. And I was not the one to make waves. I did try to speak out to a teacher. Um, Oh, this one's, this one's rough. So I did, when I was in middle school, tried to speak out to a teacher and I I said, no, you don't understand. It's a lot more than what I'm saying. And it was very much written off as, oh, well, your parents love you. They're doing the best for you. Not mm-hmm. every, Kids don't come with a manual. Did you ever have any close encounters like that telling teachers? or?
1: I mean, fortunately in my case, my kindergarten teacher became my principal in third grade. Mm-hmm. Friends with her on Facebook to this day. She is the reason I became a teacher. Mm. I wrote her when I graduated college and everything. I can still talk to her to this day. Yeah. Um, she was the, f- the only person to ever really provide me some type of emotional outlet. Okay. I did struggle in class, but if I ever needed, like, I, I left class a lot on mm-hmm. a panic attack, I would just storm out. But I would go in her office and sit in the corner and try to relax. And mm-hmm. I felt like she was the only person who provided me a safe space. Gotcha. Whether she wanted to or not. But she knew a lot what was going on at home between my dad and my mom during their divorce. Uh, okay. Because she was around during that. You were in a small town, right? Very small town mm-hmm. in southern Louisiana um, <laughs> where everybody's cousins <laughs> or friends and close neighbors. Yeah. Um, but yes, she also taught my older sister the year before me. Okay. So she, you know, she built a rapport. She had my sister, then she had me the following my. year. Then she became my principal, so she had a rapport. Yeah. And yeah, I loved her. She protected me while I was in kindergarten, and that's when the abuse was the worst.
0: Uh, okay. Um,
1: but I don't think it was technically the worst. It was. I guess it was really bad at that point too. Five. Uh, it's a little early for that kind of mess to really be going down. But yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's story is always a little bit different when it comes to their teachers and which ones were there for them. I had a teacher in third grade. Now, mind you, this was prior to the sexual abuse I endured. You know, just mm-hmm. at home it was, oh, she's talking too much. Oh, she's doing this. She's doing that. And I was very much controlled and the control was Literally everything you I mean, the brushing your teeth, what, brushing your hair, how I ate dinner, like you know the control was a lot, but um, I think she kind of noticed that Miss Perryman shout out to you if you ever hear this. Mm-hmm. um she was an amazing teacher, and I had her she was my loop teacher, she looped with me from um second to third, and she was fantastic, and she I even remember doing stuff with her over the summer. And I think she could tell that I was one of those poor babies that like home life wasn't the greatest Mm -hmm. because she took me to a store and I will never forget this. She goes, go pick you out something. And I was like, pick out something. What do you mean pick out? Like I get to have Mm -hmm. something. And I was like, um, you know, I could have a water. And she's like, you know, you don't want a water. What do you want? And I, and she bought me sour straws. It was the first time I ever had sour straws. Man, I ate that whole pack. <laughs> I, I was so excited to have it's one something awesome. to myself, and two, somebody care enough about me to do something like that. And but she was probably the only one that ever saw me and saw the need there. And then you know, as I got on to older cl- other other schools and older settings, there just wasn't there was a lack of knowing what signs to look for and. Mm-hmm. um a lack of listening, I think. So... Right. Well, being on, this, on the wheel, you know, mm-hmm.
1: in middle school, high school, you don't have the same teacher for more than an hour and a half, even at yeah, some point. Yeah. I feel like those teachers don't get the opportunity to know mm-hmm. those kids well enough.
0: Yeah. Well, and maybe by that age, maybe I was covering it up yes. well enough that... They weren't seeing the signs.
1: Right. Oh, no. I mean, there was marching band. There was beta club, mm-hmm. French club. All the clubs I could be in, clubs, to keep my mind busy to not be wanting to be sad.
0: Yeah. I, I will say that's in thinking about the signs that I exhibited. I think number one was my bangs were in my face all the time, and I wore black literally every outfit. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to be sad. I would smile in your face and then turn around and just be sad. And I don't know, like I don't think I've ever met a middle schooler that at least when the, even with their friend group, you know, like they're just sad. You know, like that was my personality, was the sadness. How do you feel about? <laughs> did you did you go through that as well or
1: I always overperformed. Mm-hmm. I'm the spunky, bright, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me. Yeah. When I'm in front of a group of kids and I'm just doing my thing, I'm putting on that persona so yeah. that I can be in that moment. Because mm-hmm. in, in high school marching band, Mr. C, if you're listening, he will never
0: retired. Uh,
1: <laughs> but um, he said, wherever you are, be there. Mm. Try to be, you have to force yourself to be in that moment. And there was a friend on. Facebook, who just retold a story about how we were at a competition. We were messing around in the stands. We were supposed to be paying attention to the groups performing and this and that you're supposed to have decorum, Right. And he chewed us a new one. Mm. Wherever you are, be there. And so that's what I try to do when I'm with my kids. Right. Because they need me. There. And that's one of the reasons I became the teacher, so that I could be, I want that rapport, that relationship, where that kid come up to me and say, hey, Miss Brown, you know, I think I need extra bathroom breaks today. No problem. Right? Had a kid come in. Oh, Miss Brown. You know, I was washing in the tub last night and I got soap in my hole. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sweetheart, you don't gotta tell me that. Just let me know if you need to go to the bathroom. You know, I. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I get mistakenly called mom. Yes. That's how I know my babies feel safe with
0: me. And that's the biggest piece that I can do in
1: my classroom, and it takes a
0: long time to get there. Oh, yeah. And then by the time you get there, they're ready to move on. They're ready to move on to third
1: grade. Yeah. Well, this year they're third grade and all the other years.
0: (gasps) Now, okay, so I wonder, and maybe it's just my experience, but do you think that what you went through as a child has made you more empathetic to your students? Absolutely. Do you think that they know that? As in, like, they know that you have empathy for them?
1: We try to have those conversations
0: mm-hmm. um, starting very early. I let them know,
1: "Hey, guys, kid, kidhood, childhood." However, <laughs> I, I you know I make it kid friendly at the time. Being a kid is rough sometimes, mm-hmm. and especially the you know the Title One environment I work in. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent free reduced lunch. These parents are working three four jobs, trying so hard to be good parents, but they just need help or whatever, right. and then you know down. After that, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Teacher brain. Um, yep. Yeah, nope.
0: Talk about happy. having conversations with them. And right. And letting them know. Then I do understand what it's
1: like. I was the youngest of five kids at my dad's house, mm. but the middle child at my mom's house. Oh, I
0: hate being the middle child. It's
1: not fun. <laughs> uh, you know, at my dad's house, we had expectations, we had rules, we had procedures, we had a very nice structured environment to mm-hmm. live in, and I knew what I needed to do, mm-hmm. get over to the mom's house. We had to clean everything. We had to cook everything. We had to look after my younger brother. The stepdad came home, and it made everything worse. And,
0: oh, yeah, always.
1: And I had no control over that environment. Yeah. You know, I was not allowed to do homework. I had to clean her house. She was a hoarder, you know, didn't take care of anything, let alone herself or my right. her children. So it was my sister, who's older than me and myself, doing everything we could think mm-hmm. of. And then she tried to invite people over for sleepovers. Our friends. She wanted our friends to go to her house and sleep over. Without- How did that make you feel? It was terrifying. Yeah. I was so embarrassed because I, I would never wish on my friends to be in that environment where right. we did get neglected, where we did not get taken care of, and it wasn't clean. Yeah. Everything covered in roaches and, mm. you know... She, yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 bringing back some some really. It's one of the reasons I believe I am so OCD today. Yeah, I have to have my my spaces not disgusting. Yeah, if the dishes sit too long in the sink, they start smelling like her house, and mm. it throws me for a loop.
0: So. Yeah, I get that. My when well, you know Cody, my husband, he's very much the same way. Where you know he. He grew up a certain way, and so our house has to be meticulous. And I'm a little ODD when it comes to being told what to do. Same. Same, (laughs) same. He's like, this weekend we're going to clean X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, you are. (laughs) Oh, are we now? And see, for me, my
1: ODD is overcome by semantics. Mm. How somebody says it. Yeah. So, Lauren... Being the wonderful, amazing human she is (laughs) has really worked so hard to know what my triggers are. One of them is being told to calm down. Mm. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Yeah. So she tries at all costs to avoid that, but also, hey, you need to take out the trash. Mm. Oh, I need to, huh? Even though I know I need to take out the trash and I'm going to take, I'm intending to take out the trash, Mm -hmm. but as soon as you tell me I'm going to take out the, oh, girl, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that one.
0: Yeah, and I I try hard not to be like this is your job and this mm-hmm. is my job like household chores and stuff, but I think um a lot of just my my childhood trauma stemmed around punishments of cleaning. Mm-hmm. Like hands and knees cleaning the floor with a toothbrush type of cleaning. Like military stuff. Ye- oh, well, yeah, because he was military and there that's how it was done and um so I just kind of go the opposite end <laughs> right. of it and then You're like- bump you i'm not doing a thing exactly
1: I, I i totally get that yeah let's see for me i panic clean mm-hmm. because that makes me feel complete right and my house feels more clean and uh, and i can feel at rest on the inside because i hated being in that environment around that person
0: yeah i angry clean if, if i'm angry the house is spotless there you go. so people should probably run down no. <laughs> <laughs> make her angry boy <laughs> and invite her over to your house and <laughs> she'll clean for you. I also tend to have that perfectionism in me because mm-hmm. of the abuse um, to where, like, I knew you were coming over today and I was like, get up, or clean it. Even though I'm the one person you know. You'd come over and be like, can I help you with your right, dishes? Exactly. <laughs> but I didn't want to put you through that. <laughs> I'm
1: never, ever, ever going to judge you guys. I promise no matter what your house looks like, even probably on its worst day,
0: it won't compare Mm. to the environment I grew up in. Well, I I told my husband, because he's like, is the house ready for her to be here tomorrow? I said, well, she has come over and helped me clean before, so.
1: you go, exactly. I said, "Not that probably I'm not the in-laws, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like your boss. I'm Mm. at your level.
0: yeah. Okay, so tangent over. (laughs) So what do you think, um, you as a teacher, what are some signs and things you look for now that maybe don't fall in line with that childhood abuse course we have to take every year that hasn't been changed since? Sorry, I shouldn't say that. But honestly, it's been the same forever.
1: I think they oversimplified it. They overgeneralized Mm -hmm. it. There's X, Y, and Z to look for no there's not Mm -hmm. just like adhd just like autism it's for every kid it's a completely different thing yeah you have to know your kid or try to get to know them on a level where they feel comfortable enough to be able to confide in you
0: yeah
1: or i mean but sometimes it is the x y and z the missing the school the wanting to i have one this year who's Had some stuff going on. She hated being at school. Mm. We didn't know that her abuser was at school. Uh, Okay, yeah. Then they related. Yeah. Yeah. So he was at
0: school, he was at home. Yeah, that doesn't make things any easier for that child.
1: Right. So she was constantly just not okay. Things have changed and she started making gains and she's loving being at school, wanting to read. Oh, good. But I can't believe that it happened during the time that I had them. Yeah. me being her teacher. Right. I knew there was stuff being handled. I knew that they had already had external people call the DCF and all that. So right. obviously I didn't need to take care of that. Thank goodness, because
0: that makes me feel so guilty. Oh, I know, I know. It's really <sighs> difficult. And I think even, even for us who've been through probably situations that, mm-hmm. you know, they should be called, right? Right. Um, it's still difficult to make that call because – what if it is nothing? Maybe it's your imagination making it worse or, mm-hmm. you know, your past trauma making it. Projection. Yes. It's such a hard phone call to make because you don't ever want to accidentally, one, take that resource. Right. Or two, put a family in a bad situation that is actually trying and doing the best right. they can, you know. Yeah. And so if it's that's hard for us. Can mm-hmm. you imagine somebody who's never had any situation to look at, like right. how hard it must be for them to call, knowing, the, knowing nothing really of that whole world. And I think that's what it comes down to is the, the training we get is oversimplified, and a lot of the teachers have never been through mm-hmm. these situations. And so now it makes for kids falling through the cracks.
1: I just had an idea of something that my school is actively doing okay. to try to make it better for them next year. huh. You know the pinks and blues. I do. <laughs> How, you know, we put certain things on there and they get stowed away oh, and yeah. never yeah. read again. Well, mm-hmm. apparently no one had ever told my principal because they'd been doing it for years before I got to that school. No one ever told her, no, they never received them. They spent all oh, this wow. time, you know, filling it all in, making class lists, this and that but the teachers the following year never received those papers. Mm. And so my boss wants to fix that process. Right, right. I think it's exciting that she came to us at our MOU meeting yesterday and she gave each of us a copy of the, you know, whatever. What do you as the teacher want to see on this form? Mm. And me and my team, we sat down together. My team leader said, hey, let's do it all together. Let's get it taken care of. I jotted everybody's ideas down in the form. We did some mental health special considerations, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the stuff that you don't really get to see when you go into focus or their Q right. folder. folder. As a person, I have experience with this child uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. Is this child a morning person, an afternoon person? Does this right. kid need to go to the restroom more? Or, you know, this kid never gets breakfast at home, make sure they go to breakfast. You know, whatever those right. unique to that one child, I feel if if more of us were able to do that in our schools, those kids will be seen faster. yeah. And I have those, like a list of the three or four of them that mm-hmm. I've recommended to the guidance counselor as well. But mm-hmm. My school didn't have a guidance counselor until just recently. Wow. We went
0: most of the year without one for That's being staffed. Yeah. It's difficult with that, I think, because a lot of teachers are like, well, I'm not going to read those things because I don't want preconceived notions. But I think if you're going into it with the right intent then there isn't going to be preconceived notions put down because I'm not going to say Johnny is a pain in the butt and won't sit in his seat. I'm going to say Johnny has a hard time in the morning. He might need some extra time Mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. But then also those papers, I feel like (laughs) like teachers, one, need a personality um, like assessment before they start the school year. And the kids need them too. And we need to put like minds together. And that's what this is trying to accomplish. Yeah the teachers get some
1: say mm-hmm. on that form, we kind of have a type of a teacher that we recommend. Right. My principal likes to change around the grade levels and have different teams work together because she do do believe. She does believe. <laughs> it's the end if, of the day, y'all. If, oh, end of the day, end of the year. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. <laughs> um, but, you know, if a team doesn't get along, she wants to. Change it around and fix it. And I think that's a good thing for some people. But this way, we could put on there hey, I think if this kid acts like this, Brown would be a strong teacher to assist with this child with accountability. Yeah. This child needs motivation. Mm -hmm. Let's put them with this teacher who has a record of digging them babies down from, you know, and we know them in their third grade, fourth grade, however they are. That's what we're getting to do. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. That That is. cool. It's really that cool that you guys
0: get to be part of that process of where your babies are going to go. Because, I mean, like, this year there's been kids switched around and whatever because teacher personality, nothing wrong right. with that teacher. Just that personality right. doesn't mesh with this personality. And you got to be careful about what teacher you put yes. that baby with.
1: Yes. There's a lot of stigma with having to change teachers, too. Mm-hmm. I had a kid got switched from one teacher's room to my room. Mm -hmm. I had a kid get switched from my room to another teacher's room. Yeah. Nothing against me, nothing against the other teacher. No. My personality for that one child worked better than her personality for that child and vice versa with the kid who got moved out. Didn't go to the same teacher. But I like that if we're having some struggles, take it to your administrator and they listen to us. Yeah. The school feels like home. It's like like my first school that I ever taught at uh-huh. in Orange County this is what it feels like and we're getting into a magnet environment which makes it even better
0: yeah so it's it's good when you are excited yes. for the changes coming up yes um you we never want to be ready. like oh man that's coming so it's good you're excited yes. <laughs> um so is there anything that you would advice wise give to teachers or tell teachers? moving forward to either look for or things to do to help bring out the best environment for these kids that are hiding their abuse? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I know that some schools now are making this mental health training. Mm -hmm. I think um, Mr. Hyde made it for everybody. Yes. So that's cool. Um, Hopefully, I haven't taken it yet. I was supposed to take it, then things got moved around. But once I take it, then I'm going to know for sure what everyone else is hearing. Right. I'm hoping they take to heart what it is. What the message is in there. Right. But taking the time to have the class meetings. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Hey, guys, this is important and we need to talk about it. Yeah. Any little issue. My kids know if I pull them to the carpet for a family meeting, we're going to be talking about something. Mm -hmm. It's nice now at the end of the year, the kids are staying in the straight and narrow. At the beginning of the year, they weren't. Right. We're not getting in trouble. We're getting tiger faces. We're getting rewards because we have those meetings. Mm Mm-hmm. Letting them know, hey, if this is happening, let's fix it. Or if you need to talk to me, come into my office. Yeah. this is outside because I don't have an
0: office. <laughs> but, yeah, we do, do um, outside the door talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I call it my office because I don't have an office. <laughs> right. It's funny. Just like rule number nine is figure it out. Mm. But I don't have rule six, seven, or eight. Um, <laughs> but getting to know those kids, they need an adult who sees them. Mm-hmm. You know, they need a champion in their life. Who is going to see if they are struggling. Because mm. even a straight A kid. I was a straight A kid. I wasn't straight A's, but I had A's, B's, and C's. But, right, and then that's, we, we hide it. We try not to talk about We're embarrassed. We're ashamed. We're talked down to.
0: Yes. We're going to be the people pleasers.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And when you get kids in your class like that, you're like, okay, you're either a really good kid or you're really afraid of messing up. Yes. And you can't, like,
0: hey, what's going on at home? Or go visit
1: their <laughs> – I mean, I've, I've been to a couple of my kids' house this year. Mm. Invited.
0: Right. But – Yeah. yeah. But you can, You still – there's it certain boundaries can't, right. we can't do, right. you know. But you can get to know them and figure out, you know, is this people-pleasing techniques or is this you're just a really good kid, you know. Right. And right. I, think, I think that's what it all comes down to is relationships and just building that relationship and being there for your kids – And I think, too, and I might, a little controversial, okay, I don't try to get controversial on here, but um, I think teachers have to stop showing up just for the summers and the paychecks, and they Mm -hmm. need to realize that they're in the business of children.
1: In the human-making business, not human-building business. business. There you go, building. (laughs) I don't call my students boys and girls anymore. I call them my beautiful humans or my little oh, people or my that. beautiful people or yeah. you know, that sort of thing. I, I want them to know that they are worthy. Yeah. They matter. They count. They make a lot of the decisions in the room. Something I think you might remember is I don't answer questions very frequently. I go, what do you think? Right. And let them answer themselves. Yeah. Once we build that confidence in themselves so that I have the power in this room, this is my safe space, yes. and I work so hard to do, then they can kind of come forward and say this or that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the best thing we have learned today is that you've got to build relationships and you've got to be there for your kids and realize that they are children. They are not little data makers. Nope. <laughs> they, they're not little test takers. They're children. Um, and even, I, I'm going to go so far as to say, even high schoolers are still children yep. and they still need a champion and they still need somebody to notice when you know all of a sudden they're not making good grades mm-hmm. or all of a sudden they're hanging out with different crowds mm-hmm. or chopping their hair off because i would have been known to do stuff like that if i had been allowed to Mm -hmm. there was a lot of control in my household but
1: my hair got chopped off Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's why i never have short hair
0: oh well thank you so much for coming on with me Welcome, i'm
1: happy to come and visit i haven't seen you and i love you
0: i know it's been so long because time (laughs) flies and all of a sudden our babies are five and
1: kindergarten i know
0: well, we'll survive. We'll will. survive.
1: They're awesome dudes.
0: <laughs> and we won't have to pay for child care anymore. <laughs> Thank heavens. Yay. That's a raise in itself. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. All right, guys. Don't forget to check me out every Wednesday at 7 a.m. You can find on my merch store there is new items. My website is up and running. I'm on every social media that there is. And share this with all of your friends. And uh, let's uh, get the word out there about leaving a little sparkle wherever you go.